And that is why I am on a heater right now, my friend. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend, just play any NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. That's a sweet deal right there. Action so good. Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? What about my preseason Super Bowl pick? The Cowboys for the NFC. They're taking on Gaza's Bucks Monday. That's a lot of fun. That's going to be a back and forth right there. Or you could wager on the New York Giants taking on the Minnesota Vikings, the Bills versus the Dolphins in round three of their AFC East rivalry. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code 518. New customers, 518 is the code. You can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets back instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 518 minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all right so I'm kicking butt you're not what else is new it is time for the updates from the empire with the head coach general manager Tom Manas and um me uh Jeff Levac. I'm I'm here I'm back uh as as uh, Leonardo DiCaprio once said I'm not I'm not after leaving I'm not after leaving I'm here <laughs> you thought you got rid of me huh? he's back no god bless you man i'm glad you're back i was um i was in uh crossgates mall the other day and i had you know i had my hoodie on and walking around and some guy comes up he goes what are you back and i pulled the full john wick a lot of people lately have been asking me if i'm back and i gotta say yeah i'm thinking i'm back yeah. so it's uh yeah it's it's been a um it's been, a, it's been an interesting it's been an interesting couple months you know what's odd is during that period of time where you were down in columbus we didn't speak like we would normally speak a couple right. times a week three times a week um, i still was bothering you when i needed something like yeah but know, that's, when we were at the owners meetings and i was like we were like four rooms down the hall we're talking on the phone like little school girls over, notes. Like, yeah like little I don't girls know if i'm allowed to be your friend or not but i miss you <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny is uh i'm sitting there and i'm watching and i don't you know i try to stay out of columbus's business okay me too and, at this point yeah <laughs> but i had so much going on and i remember i caught you on doing your show with guys and I hadn't heard anything yet. And you were an empire sweatshirt. And I went, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and Lions polo hit the grass. Right? No, no. Well, wow. The sun just kicked up here on central Ave. So if I look like I'm whiting out, it's I'm oh, leaving again. Okay. I'm going to the astral plane now. <laughs> um, it, well, it's, you know, if, if everybody remembers too, there was always going to be a part of me that that sun has not been out all day. And then the second we go on here, it is, yeah, there was always going to be a part of me. That was gonna was gonna continue to work behind the scenes to help like league stuff. Like my primary function was always going to be to make sure that Columbus won. Um, but I was always gonna have like my tech east job and stuff. Hold on, let me see if I can use this for some shade. Uh, hold on, uh, oh, let me get this right here. See if it shades me a little bit. There you go. Oh, my camera! I took my camera right out. Um, Boy, he's so out of practice, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty bad, right? Yeah, yeah it works though. It looks. Yeah, it works. That'll work. Um, yeah. So it was. I was always gonna be 
you know, somewhere like, like what the empire meant to me, I was never going to go full on, like, screw those guys, screw that place, screw my hometown. It was always, but it was, but my goal was 100% to beat you. Like, like when we, when I got down there to Columbus and it was me and McKinney and, you know, and, and this a great group of fans and everything, like the only, the only thing that I wanted was to, was to win in Albany still. Right. Um, but everyone's allowed to have a fantasy and that's good yeah. that you had a fantasy. <laughs> it was i mean i tell you we were building something i thought we i thought we had something special going i really did and uh and i think i think you'll still look at the fans down there are great that's the hardest thing because you know me if i tell you i'm gonna do something right i'm gonna break my back doing it and um the the way things went and if i'm being perfectly honest i still have to be kind of cautious about how i say what i say um it was not the exact opportunity that many of us felt it was. And that's not, I'm not saying there was malicious intent on anyone's part. I think that when everybody sat in a room together and we're able to bring, you know, everything to light, it was, oh, wait, like, this is different. This isn't exactly what we said it was going to be. So, um, you know, I, I wish nothing but success for, you know, Coach McKinney and, and the Lions and their fans. Um, I hope they come back to the NAL one day so that, so that the rivalry can be back. But man, I thought it, you and I were going to have fun. Like you and I, like, you know, I started the whole, the team up North, you started calling me the guy down South. And like, we, we were having, we were having a good time with it. And, 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 you know, again, we weren't talking to each other very much because we, we really wanted to beat each other. <laughs> well, you know, I, I compare it to this. Um, we've all been in circumstances similar to this. We'll break it down in layman's terms. Do you ever go buy a used car and you see the ad and you see the description and they say like new and this and that, and then you get there and it's a pig, right? Yeah. And you just go, Hey, you know what? Um, thank you for your time, but I'm really not interested. That's all I'm going to say is sometimes it's just not as described. We'll just leave it at that. And, and, it, and, you know, perfectly honest with you too. I'm extremely happy to be home. You know, this is, oh, yeah. you, you know, you know what this team has meant to me even before, you know, even before it was ours. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be home. If it, if it, if it had to go the way it went, thank God for, you know, Mike Corda and, and Matt Woods and you and everybody who the second it was, oh, so you got some free time, do you? <laughs> like, come on home. Um, because otherwise, like I'd be sitting on, I'd be sitting on my porch right now going, Hmm. <laughs> what do I do now? But, I mean, you know, you're on a Pop Warner team around the corner or something. The reason I think it's a blessing, aside from let's forget about the professional aspect of it, you know, you coming back, um, being an integral part of our formula, our empire way, right? Uh, you're a piece of that puzzle that would sorely be missed. The one thing that I was the happiest about when you decided to come back was for your daughter. And, and to me, that meant the most because I know how much you love her and it would have been, uh, I'm sure you'd have done it. Yeah. I do it. Right. Okay. But it's not fun. That's not the fun part of the job being away from family for that long. No. And, and, you know, and to, you know, perfectly honest, I've definitely been punished for my short time down south. Um, <laughs> They're going to remind you of what you did. You were oh, prepared to blame oh, yeah. me. Yeah, and, I can. Uh, yeah. And oh, no, she'll never say why I'm being punished. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just being punished. Um, so, yeah, it definitely, it definitely but, was a thing. But again, but, I, 
I knew it was that to me was a cool thing. And the fact that, yeah. you know, the three amigos, the original amigos, me, you and Mike, and then now Matt, the four amigos and Damon, obviously the five of us, we got the band back together. You know, we almost got Oko Yono there for a minute, but you know, now we're, we're in a good, <laughs> we're in a good, we're in a good space. So yeah, we're going to, and it's going to be, you know, there's, there's things I learned that I did. I think I can add in now in that short period of time. There's I don't want know, to know anything that they did because it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. The well, fan no, base no, down I'm there. I'm gonna tell you. Talking about from a football standpoint. Oh, listen. I, I, did they play them five, six times. They've never beaten us. Yeah. So don't teach me anything listen, of that stuff. The day yeah. I come into your office and start start talking X's and O's, like, is the day I quit. Well, no, it's it's the day that you check my desk to see how much I've been drinking at work. Right. That's just yeah. not like I know my lane. I know what I'm, like yeah, I'm gonna come in there and be like, you know, I don't know how I've heard of I formation, but it sounds lovely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I literally had a coach apply uh, about a month and a half ago who wanted to implement the triple option, and I said, "Have you watched arena football at all?" You know, <laughs> and it's funny you say the I formation because you know it's we we kind of use that but yeah. it's but the, the point is is that it's just um look it's a chapter the yep. chapter gets you know you close that chapter and the nice thing is and this is the thing i'm probably happiest about and you're very fortunate to this because of mike and obviously us is that you had a soft landing yeah and yeah. it could have been it could have been horrific if we you know because you you transplanted you did all this stuff you did all that and you know it's nice to know that our football family was there for one of us you know there was yeah there was you know not to again obviously like these kind of things don't happen without some serious turbulence you know what i mean like there was there's still a lot of people down there that if they called me and asked me for help i'd help them out like that but like you know there's there's moments and there's yeah we'll say individuals i'm about to get on the plane one of the times i'm headed down there because i was splitting time between the two locations you know for my family and for my other job and I'm about to get on the plane, and I started just like I felt tight, like I felt like that first time you get on a plane where I just didn't want to do it. And, and you Mike, hate flying anyway. I don't. Yes, I already don't like flying, and I'm like right. I'm freaking out a little bit. Mike happens to call me right that second, and I'm like, "What's up, man?" He goes, "I just checking in." I'm like, "Dude, I'm freaking. I think I'm having an anxiety attack." He goes, "What's going on?" I go, well, "I'm about to get on the plane and head down to class." He goes, "Yeah, don't do it. Just keep come back." <laughs> like, it was like like Mike is that guy where like yeah. his friend is having a problem. And right. he knows solving that problem is going to cause him more problems, but he'd rather solve my problem than, than deal with any of it. And then, you know, it all, it, that was actually a really good trip. Got a lot of good things done. I did, I will say the, the number one reason I'm happy to be home in Albany, New York is I saw a full-size bird caught in a spider web in a tree in Columbus, Georgia. And if a spider can catch a bird, that's not where I belong. That's not where... I don't move fast enough to get away from a predator of that quality. Oh no, you're way too big for a bird. Okay. I, uh, yeah, but you know that's the thing. or something to grab you. You know me, Coach. I love a lot of horror movies. In my <laughs> mind, I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, that's a big spider." No, that's the baby. You know what I mean? And next thing you know, I'm hanging in a, in a cocoon like like the Hobbit out back. And I just, it was time. It was time to come home. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, so we're back. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Okay. Obviously, we're gonna try and run this uh, this thing back again. And right. I mean you know two trophies now we need a third you know so we'll keep it uh, i will tell you that um 
I, I like to think of myself as being a very driven person for a goal, right? I've never, ever been more driven than this year um, in, in winning a third championship consecutively. Not me, us winning a third championship consecutively. Players, coaches, front office, everybody, uh, our fans. That That's the biggest thing to me is because um, someone, and, and it was not necessarily a big Albany fan, had messaged me, and I don't know how these people get my number, and messaged me and said, you know, if you win a third one, that makes you a dynasty. And I stopped for a minute and I thought about it. And, you know, from the very first day I was hired, I said, you know, win one, you're kind of lucky, but you're okay. Win two, you're pretty good. And then you're doing things. Win three, you're a legend. As always, what the way I always look at it is you're legendary because in the record books showing that boom, 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 and those seeing those banners side by side is something significant. And very rarely in life do you get a chance to do that. Right. And uh, so I thought about it and I said, yeah, we, we definitely would be a dynasty at that point. I love and, this. And, oh, and, we, and we would pass, we would pass these guys, the, the sharks, I, Steve stole it. Go sharks. Uh, Steven, shouldn't, don't you work for the Jags now? <laughs> shouldn't you be focused on, on the chargers at this moment in time? <laughs> Hey, I'm waiting for Resignalo to chime in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is that is something I'm kind of keeping an eye out for, like, you know, him and, and some of the others that, like, were regular. Well, what's funny day. is uh, I, did a, I did a podcast Sunday morning with um, Sam Shady, Shady Sports Network. Yeah. And the one thing he asked me, which was kind of a cool question, he says, who is the one coach you really look forward to games with or you did? And I said, it's easy. It was Resignalo. Because, you know, uh, I was much more polite in my answer on Shady's show. And I said, well, you know, he's, he who is, you know, he's so full of shit. It's great. <laughs> he, he talks so much shit and then he does it. And then he's a great guy. And then he turns into this, morphs into this full of shit guy. And then, <laughs> and it's, and it's so much fun because, um, no, and I, I kid around about yeah. Rez, but I love Rez and I'm going to miss him this year. Because yeah. one is because obviously, you know, a friendship kind of thing, a mutual respect kind of thing. And two is, is that we beat him, you know, yeah. and um, I love that. And I wanted to rub it in on the first time we played him this year. But yeah, uh, you had to do your victory lap at least once, yeah. you know. No, I, I, I wish him the best of luck. I really do, you know. Um, but anyway, so what do we have on the agenda today? Um, we're we just get over my show. I, well, I know. Listen, you you answered when I when I dialed in, so this is all part of your problem here. Um, Ryan Williams no. wants to know what my title is with Albany. Um, as you know, I've been I've been many things. Um, Matt Woods is now present, and I think he is far more suited to that title to that role than I am because. Um, he actually looks professional when he walks into rooms. Well, that's what I was saying. Two reasons. He has a suit. That's yes. one. Okay. One and, and and two. There was like I I said this last year, and I think people thought I was full of it. Like that that executive of the year football should have a lot more names on it. So um, so like I've never been a title guy. I don't really care about titles. My my saying is titles are traps because nine times out of ten people hear what your title is and they think that's what you do. And worse, sometimes you think that's all you do. Uh, but I will be the uh, uh, director of media relations for now, which is kind of like where I live anyway. It's more of my thing. Um, and, you know, 
whatever else needs to get done. I like, I like to call myself net. I catch the crap nobody else wants. That's that's what I try to do, you know. So whatever. Uh, you did that job. That's my job. Well, <laughs> well there's, there's there's a lot of crap. We're gonna need more than one net. <laughs> so yeah. So director of media relations is what uh, what I'll be will be on the business card. Actually, I think I saw a bunch of president business cards. I'll give them out just to make Matt mad. Um, but it's a it's a full team thing here. You know, it's it, yeah. titles are titles are great, but well, you, know, you know, it's that really old adage that you know it's amazing what you can get done when you're not worried about who gets the credit. Right. Right. right? And, uh, you know, that's how our coaching staff um, has been. And I think will continue to be is that, you know, we're, we're getting ready tomorrow. We have another coaches um, conference call and we start zoom calls with the players uh, next week. And we've got, you know, a bunch of different stuff that we're going over and trying to make things better. And it really isn't about, you know, I can pick up the phone and say, hey, Coach Ware, will you do me a favor? Will you get on our Facebook and do the blah, 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 blah? And hit, hey, no problem. And then he can call me up and say, hey, will you talk to this kid? I saw him and da, da, da. And so we're constantly trying to bounce things off of each other, get different opinions. And then when it comes down to it, you know, if it comes down to shoveling shit, we were all yeah. grabbing a shovel, you it's know, a, just, it's just the way it is. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, from that <laughs> standpoint, we're okay. I got to, uh, I got, you know, you said Facebook and I just, I, I went the other day to, um, to post for the, the players and coaches. Like there's a website where they can get their tax information. You kicked me out of the Facebook group, man. <laughs> oh no. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you think about it. Why would we keep you on the Facebook page for the players and coaches when you're wearing a Lions shirt? And you know, so, I was family though. Come on, man. You know, I was... man. Let me tell you what. I love my wife, and she ain't got access to that page. Okay? <laughs> I'm sitting there, and I'm all like, "Oh, this will be the easiest way to you, son of a gun." <laughs> so, you know, I see a question here: What players and coaches will be back for 2023? Yeah. Well, um. Obviously, the coaching staff, um, Jeremy Richardson is in San Antonio in his hometown, and he's down there do, helping out uh, Coach Shaw, which I can't wait to see how that goes. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh -huh. Just leave it at that. I just can't mm -hmm. wait. I wish him well. Can't wait to see how that mm -hmm. goes. It's going to be a passionate uh, coaching staff. You, you've got to come to a game in San Antonio because our benches are basically collide. Right. Yeah. They're butt to butt. Yeah. And I can't wait. It took me 35 years, 40 years of coaching experience to keep Jay Rich on that bench. Well, yes. now there is no bench. So I can't wait to see this. I'm counting on <laughs> three 15 yard penalties. <laughs> At least. Yeah. I'm going to come to that game just to see if I can set them off. I always like Jay Rich <laughs> and I had that relationship where we were thick as thieves, but I could needle them. I could get him going. <laughs> well, so now we got um, – we have uh, – he's gone. And then uh, Coach McKinney went to Columbus. Yeah, some um, – And I'll be, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be up front with you. When you left and they changed leagues, I called Coach McKinney and I said, I just want you to know um, you would not be jobless. You're one of my guys. If If it doesn't work out, you always got a job with me. And I think the biggest thing with Coach McKinney is, is that 
his daughter. He's got yeah. a small daughter and he's going to be able to go home at night and be with her and do all that. So God bless him. He always knew he had a place to come back to. Um, I almost cried with that conversation. That was the one where it's because, you know, I listen, I said from day one, I'm not going down there by myself. And I poached McKinney the second I could. I was, no, I was the one. I was the one originally that put him in the mix. So yeah, believe I was, me, when I, I, was say, a, I was trying to help Chris yeah. get closer to home and have an opportunity to continue to coach and to do all those good things. But all right. So he's not coming back. No. So um, then we got Michael Custer. And Michael Custer, long, long resume of arena and indoor football, uh, offensive, defensive line coach. Um, we couldn't be luckier than we are to have him. Um, I think he's going to be an integral part, dialed in on one specific group, and um, that'll be great. And I'll help him in any way I can. Um, we're going to do something a little differently this year. Um we're bringing on an intern, Chris Cripperly. Um, oh, really my guy. Yeah, and Chris is going to learn our system, kind of work with me on the defense, help me do some things. Uh, I'm going to be the defense coordinator 100% this year. Um, and um, we're doing that for a couple reasons. Um, we're doing that because Coach Ware and I found out one thing, that things run really, really smooth with a small staff. Um, I know coach Resignalo and I shared a conversation one time and he had a, he had a huge staff last year. And I said, that's going to be your downfall. And he's like, well, why? And I said, because when you get in the coach's meeting room and you already pretty much know what you want to do. And then you say, well, what do you guys think? Right. And if you have 10 people in that room, I promise you, you're going to get 10 different opinions. And I said, if you have four guys in your room and you say, here's what we're going to do, it runs so much smoother, right? Because now you can actually echo a message by the head coach or by the assistant head coach uh, in Damon. You can, it's easier to function that way. Big rooms get loud and, and you, you would think it'd be easier. It's really not, you know, so we're, we're still looking, um, we're bringing on um, uh, James, which is Michael's grandson, who was with the Iowa Barnstormers um, under, I think, Dixie. Um, and one of the things that he did was he kind of crossed positions. So great quality control guy, which we okay. haven't really had an official quality control coach here. This is That's a title you hear a lot, Coach. Like, what, what does a quality control guy do? I mean, different coaches have different job descriptions with it. I'll tell you what ours is going to be. His number one main function is going to be uh, preparation of film, taking of the, the film for practices, games, breaking it down, giving us our reports based on the breakdowns. So I can call James up and say, hey, James, I want all the uh, first down plays for – um, Jacksonville from last year or under coach Gibson when he was at Columbus. I want all the first down plays, yeah. right? They pull up all the stuff on Fuller on second and long. And he can be able to do that, 
get it to me in a report, get it to me in clips so I can either share it with the team or use it for my own game planning, right? So quality control guys are just so amazing to have that tool in your toolbox um, that we're going to do that. But we are what we are and we have budgets and we have this. So what we're doing is he also has great experience in being equipment manager. Oh, very cool. So I said to him, if you thought he could do both, that would be even better, which he can. And I wasn't sure on it until he said something to me. I said, you know, we have this certain uniform thing. He goes, coach, I've been equipment manager. I've never gotten a fine. I've never had stocks aren't up. This isn't right. That isn't right. And I said, you're my guy. Right. You know, um, and, well, and I never realized how important equipment manager was until two years ago. Like you, it's, it's people here, equipment manager. I think they think, you know, custodian or not that oh. custodians aren't important, but like they don't realize the role that plays in winning football games. Oh my God. It's huge. And, 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 and also from a business standpoint. Okay. Um, we want to give our guys really nice stuff all the time. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. So if I give you a travel sweatsuit, couple shirts, couple shorts, you know, and that's just your swag, okay? And then I have 25 extras of each. And I get an inventory report every Monday. And I say, okay. Let me see the inventory. And all of a sudden I see 10 left in inventory, <laughs> right? Then I know my equipment manager is trying to be friends with the players. I want a guy who's a prick, okay, that says, this is what you got. Oh, my, my socks tour. Okay, no problem. We'll get you new socks. Bring your old socks with you. Right. Okay. Right. I want a guy who says, oh, I lost my T-shirt. And maybe one time you say, okay, but when you're on the third and fourth time and you see his girlfriend wearing the T-shirt and his mom wearing the T-shirt and everybody else, it's not fair to the other players, right? So we want an equipment manager who's accountable to me and the football team, but also accountable to Mike. Because, you know, that's where a great deal of money flows through in our budget is how we protect and take care of our kids. So, and like and like you said, all of a sudden, you know, I don't have something for a guy who needs it as opposed to a guy who just wanted it. Right. And and I always want to make sure that when we get something, it's if God forbid we release that player, take it with you, man. You earned it, right? But I also want to have another set waiting for the new guy coming in so he's not one of 25 guys walking around with, you know, his old college stuff on. Right. So it's, it's always about making sure that you, you know, you take care of your bottom line and that, and I think, I think James is going to do a great job for us. Um, but that's essentially the staff nice. and we're going to be super efficient in how we work. I may add one more intern, which I'm looking at doing. Um, but other than that, we want to keep it. We want to keep the box not crowded. We want to keep it efficient. We want to keep the chain of communication short, uh, meaning that it doesn't have to go through layers to get to somebody. Uh, and I think it'll work out well for us. Love it. Love it. And then obviously, as far as, you know, players go, uh, Darius Prince is coming back. 
And, uh, you know, that's a guy that he's become a friend of mine. And the fact that I wasn't able to talk to him directly for a while, like we would text in groups with like Mike or whatever. So it was like, like, you know, when the Raiders played the Rams and oh, he was yeah. a Rams fan, I'm a Raiders fan. Like he would talk crap to me in that group. And then you just see Mike giggling as, as we're giving each other crap. But it's like, then, it, then all of a sudden I'm like, dude, you can, you can text me directly. I, I actually don't even have a job at the moment. So. <laughs> well, no, and Darius is a professional. He understands he that you can't, you can't tamper. You can't right. commingle, you know? So um, no, it's, you know, obviously Darius Prince, the anchor of this whole ship, you know, meaning that he, or I should say the rudder of the ship is a better way of putting it because he's, he really does steer a great deal of what we accomplish. Um, but then, you know, Wade, Hollis, um, coming back, those two especially are scary. I mean, if you just think of that, we, we used to kid in 2021, we had an Air Force. Yeah, right. We got a full-blown military now, man. <laughs> we got land, sea, and air, okay? <laughs> um, so, you know, just those three, not counting the cruises and, you know, the other kids that we're bringing in. Um, and I don't want to give them too much love only because they haven't done shit yet. And until they prove themselves um, – I say you give guys that have gone to battle for you and won um, and giving you the effort, the attention. Um, I think you know this about me. The first week of camp, I don't learn anybody's name. I call you by your number because uh, I don't want to know you until you're part of the family. And then after that first week, you know, um, that's a whole different story. Uh, we want to get people here that understand our culture. Um you talk about our. The, I think the biggest thing for us is our offensive line and defensive line. Um, you know, Silu, Harvey, Hollins, Hardy. I mean, that's all stars. Those guys are all stars. You Isaiah know, Hardy is back. Isaiah Hardy is back. He's one of my favorite humans. He's. You want to talk about a large human being who gets life you know what i mean like like i said this about um oh and brandon say i don't want to leave him out of I, I was gonna get to him because i'm here at the tech building and there's a video online of him pushing down a, a building like personally pushing down a building and and i it's again cse and it, he is when you're as big as guys like brandon cse and isaiah hardy are a lot of people tend to become bullies or, or dicks for lack, lack of a better word these are two of the nicest guys you've ever met in your life. But as don't, long yeah. as there's not a face mask between the two of you. <laughs> I, want, I want you guys to, all the people out there know this too, is it's not by coincidence. Okay. We vetted these guys to make sure they're like that. Because I say this all the time. If I've got to go to work every single day, if you got to go to work every single day, and you know, once the season starts, even though right now it's probably a five, six day a week job for me in the off season. When the season starts, it's seven days a week, no bye weeks for coaches. You just keep going, 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 going. And you go that five months, seven days a week, 12, 15 hours a day. And that's just life. If you're going to have to go do that every day, don't you want to be around good people? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So we, we've both been around shitty players 
great players with shitty attitudes. We've been around that, right? And it's not fun. No. No, no you, you wake up, oh, God, I got to go see this guy today, right? And you, and you almost, like, some of them, for lack of a better term, they're, they're like herpes. They never go away. Like, you, if the worse the person is. Herpes, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, no, like, I could, you know, I can name names, and if you get me drunk, I'll, I will. Like, there's, there's, like, one or two guys that I look back on and I go, wow, I wish we had never crossed paths. And they never really go away. The worse they are, they never go away. The good guys, you never see enough of. Like, I see Brandon Cece a couple of times a week, and it ain't enough. Yeah. And, like, you know. You know who was like that, too? Mo Ruffins was like that. Oh, my God. Mo, I, Ruffins, Mo, was, Mo was a star, but acted like a regular guy. He was the – he was the – I had the, I miss Mo a lot. Oh, my God. You Like, I had a, the wonderful opportunity to speak to his mother a little while back, and I said, like, he was so smart and so big. Those, those two things usually don't go with compassion. Like usually if you're smarter than most people in the room and bigger than most people in the room, that's your room and just live with it. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? And his, he was always so good to me. Like even when I was in the middle of some bad stuff in, in, in this industry, he called me up and was like, listen, you're not doing it. You're good. I got you. And it was like, well, holy crap. Thank you. So right. yeah, miss him no, so see, much. But that's, that's what we try to, and, you know, it's like Darius, right? Darius is the kind of guy that if you just meet him for the first time, he makes you feel like you guys have known each other for a long time, right? Yeah. And then on the other side of it is if you're opposing him and competitive nature, he cheats you like a little bit, <laughs> right? Which is great, right? Right, right. And then if, if I need to sit down with him and talk about, uh, something I want the captains to handle in the locker room or something like that. Um, you know, he'll give me both sides, but he'll at least listen to my side of it and then he'll implement it. Right. And because with his own style and, and that's what you want is you want leaders like that surround yourself with and whether they have a C on their chest or don't have a C on their chest, you want them to, um, you know, I, I said this on that show the other day. They said, you know, well, how do you handle this or how do you handle that? And I go, man, I don't handle that stuff. I don't if if Joe's sleeping with Bob's girlfriend, I don't get involved in that stuff. I said, all I do is I let the Nick Hags and all those guys look at this. That's a rare appearance by Mike Corda. Like you. He probably is just wondering if I've been doing any work for the last day. That's all. <laughs> it's like an eclipse. I see him once every seven months. Um, <laughs> Dude, you talk about that that guy. That guy does too much. Like but, I, I legitimately but, came through here the Monday after Christmas to make sure he wasn't working, and he was. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that that's what I wanted to tell you is that we we want to surround ourselves with guys like Darius. And I'll tell you another one who does it in in a crazy way the way he did like Hag if Hag wants to you know straighten you out speaking of crazy yeah. no 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 I Hague, don't know I do it just no, but he's Nick not. has a way of his style we'll say of of correcting someone's behavior okay okay we all kind of know what it is Hollis has a way of creating your behavior intellectually. Yeah. 
Like he is, you talk about a smart dude. Hollis is friggin' brilliant. He is yeah. probably one of the highest football IQs I've ever been around in my life. And that includes coaches, players, owners. I don't give a shit. That guy knows his world, right? So he has a way of leading you by kind of making you feel dumb. And I don't mean that to sound <laughs> insulting, but he, no. what I mean by that is he makes you want to get smarter. He yeah. makes you want to learn and get smarter and be better. And, you know, he'll come running in my office and go, coach, put on da 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 He goes, look at this guy. Every time he does this, he moves that foot. <laughs> this is out of like a two-hour tape. And he figured out a tell by that receiver. Right. He, so, you, oh my God, you're right. And and we he, did um, we did fly football. They needed a ref. He jumped in and was refing the game. Like he can do anything. With he really can. Is he the guy that like I know I know like you're always very cautious to bring one of your former players on your coaching staff because it was it's like your players love your coaches and that's there's a it's a, a weird line in the transition. Is that a guy that you can see in the future like Hollis being your defensive coordinator, your defensive backs coach kind of guy? Um, without giving away any secrets as to Ooh. this year, by the way, coach and I have not spoken. So if I do stumble into something I'm not supposed to, it's not, no, this no, is no, not no. scripted. It's just, I'm going to lean very, very heavy. And I'm going to have a conversation with, um, Hollis here in the next week or two about the defensive backfield. Okay. Um, there, it's a fine line, okay? Um, the problem with getting players um, that want to go right into coaching in, at the professional level versus going to a high school, getting a couple years in there, going to a JUCO, going here, and then coming to pro football, the fine line is when they come off the field to right into um, the office, there's some challenges to that. Dwayne, I think, would be one of the people that I would offer a job to the day he retires because he's so much intellectually, he's so intellectually mature in the sense that I think he could differentiate playing versus coaching. Some coaches still think they are players and they coach like they're still players. And that takes some time to get out of your system. I went through it. Every coach, yeah. Damon went through it. Every coach goes through that transition. But then once you figure out now that you're moving the pieces instead of, you know, actually being one of the pieces, um, there's a calmness that comes over you and makes you a better coach. And and I think that Dwayne is a great example uh, of someone that could be able to do that. I love that. because And it's funny because – I remember, you know, last year, the first couple games of, of Ironman, you know, here's here's Hollis out there making catches that people aren't expecting one of the best defensive backs in the league to make. Meanwhile, here's Prince out there playing defensive back better than anybody expected, you know, the the offensive player of the year, now MVP, to make. And I'm like, you guys, you work together on that at all? They're like, well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, let, me tell you, let me tell you what. Um, the two of them, tops in their profession probably spend at least three hours a day watching film after practice. 
or two hours or whatever it is. Um, and they don't just do it alone. See, again, bringing the right people in, right? So they'll say, I know Dwayne will have a group of guys watching film. So right. come over to our house and we're going to watch film. And, you know, Prince will say, come on over, we're going to watch film. Or where are we watching film tonight? Or da, da, da. one thing I, I said after practice every day early on in the season was, well, probably about a third of the way through the season, I said, okay, practice is over. Uh, we got meetings, after meetings, blah, blah, blah. So we go to meetings. Meetings would be getting wrapped up. I'd say something at the end of the meetings, and I'd say, okay, remember, you owe me two. And when I'd say owe me two meant you owe me two hours of film on your own. So as we got through about two-thirds of the season, I'd say, okay, you owe me two. And Cissé, Prince, Hollis, none of them, three. <laughs> so um, just great guys, man. It, that's um, – I hope they ride this train as long as it'll keep on the track because I think not only this year, I think next year, I think the year after that, I mean, we could do something ridiculous here, you know, well, and, and that would be great. Cissé told me, because you know the scum life, uh, he said it's not just, it's not, he's the reason the hands out is there's room for five ranks. So he needs, he needs a few more. So I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So, you know. Well, and, and I think, I, I think the, one of the, one of the cool things about this group is we have some guys that came on board with us with the understanding that they're going to be in contention for a ring. That's why they came here. Right. Right. And then we have other guys that have won rings here, but are still here because we're not done yet. Like we, we're not just counting jewelry. We're, 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 we're counting banners we're counting jewelry, we're counting legacy, we're counting, you know, I, I tell them all the time, don't just win on Saturday, right? Win every day. So win on Monday, win on Tuesday, win on Wednesday. And winning might be a great practice, watching film, getting your weight training in, eating right, doing all the things you need to do. That's a win. It also might mean getting on the phone, talking to your family, keeping everybody happy at home, doing what you need to do financially for your family, um, just having a Zoom call with your kids, doing all – that's a win. It's not just football. So it this group is kind of dialed into that, right? They all understand that when you come here, it's really bigger than wins and losses. It's the entire culture has got to be a win. And then all good things happen from that. All right. So I'm live at the uh, the Techies Fire and Water Restoration Studios, a.k.a. You know, Empire Offices North. You're at your home in Michigan. It is uh, head coach Tom Minas, Jeff Levac, Albany Empire. It's the updates uh, show. And um, for those of you who are freaked out, like, wait a minute, what year is it? No, I'm back. Like, you, you know, they left the door open. I scurried in and here I am. Um, we should have called Terminex. You should have. You should have called somebody. <laughs> the 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 one thing, and you pointed this out to me, you know, it was pretty early in the season last year. We were going, we went through that rough patch with the Empire where, you know, we, you know, we fell down a couple times and then, we, you know, we ended up getting back up. But there's a part where we fell down 
And it was a, it was, and hopefully you won't, I don't think you'll be mad at me for sharing this. It was a very emotional conversation where you said to me how bad you wanted to win for that group that we had put together last year, because they were the kind of group that five, 10, 15 years down the road, we're going to call each other and go, Hey, remember what we did in Albany. Um, how do you, is it, how do you, how do you do that again? Like, how do you build that kind of group again? Well, I think part of that is, let me see here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen out of twenty-one spots on our roster are from those guys. That's What's awesome. It? So that's that's unheard of in arena ball, right? I mean, yes. guys, guys are pretty pretty transient in arena football, right? But what that tells you is that really has, um, I, it has little to do with me. It has little to do with you or Mike. It Obviously, has, they signed when they didn't know I was here. So it's, it has to do with them wanting to play and be around each other again for half a year. And we all have choices in life where we can be. It's funny. I see some of these kids sign, and we'll talk about other teams' rosters here in a minute. But I see some of these kids sign, and and I'm thinking, why? <laughs> You know, why? okay, first of all, why would you want to go there? We're going to kick the shit out of you. But two is, what was the attraction? What was the bullshit line that got you there? <laughs> you know, and I really try to think of what that bullshit recruiting line was. I'm yeah. just having a flashback to that, to the meme the guy made where it was like, welcome to the Albany Empire Coaches Show, where Coach Tom Manas and President Jeff LeVac are going to tell you why you effed up. <laughs> No, but I, it's not so much effed up. It's just, I, I actually feel for those kids because we'll play them. And in pregame, they'll come up to me and go, they'll run by me on a pass route and warm it up and go, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after the, game, after the game's over and I'm giving them a hug and they're giving them a hug and they're going, I'm a stupid ass. I shouldn't have done it. And they walk away, you know, and, and it's funny. And you think that doesn't happen. That happens every game. And, and like I don't know, like I don't know how many people don't believe you that will believe me, but a hundred percent last season, there were a bunch of games where I'd be saying hello to somebody I knew, whether I saw them, I got to be their friend when they played for a different team, or they spent a couple minutes here or whatever, and it was just always like, you, you let let Coach Tom know, I'm a, I, I could be available, and it's like I can't have this conversation, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Like it did happen. People I'm like telling you, every game. Albany, man. And, and what's funny is I tell guys this all the time as I'm recruiting them, okay? Young guys, rookies, or guys coming out of college or guys that are coming from other teams. Please understand it is really, really difficult to play here. Yeah. It is not all fun and games. It is not all, you know – uh, giggles and laughs and 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 all that. It's you will work harder than you've worked with any other team. Um, your expectations are going to be out of this world. The expectations we're going to place on you, um, from your conditioning to your performance to your study time to your behavior in public. Um, I always say, if you want to get run out of here faster than anybody, piss off someone serving your food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right right, right. i mean just, i may have had to make that call i don't know 
but just be disrespectful. Yeah. Right. And right. and that's the thing is that, you know, when you do things like that, I don't care who you are, how many touchdowns you have, what you have. And the beauty of that is this before it even gets to me, it's usually fixed by the princes, the Cisse's, the Hags, the Hollis's, those guys. It's what about, the, what about the Melvin Hollins? Yo, coach and Jeff. That's one of the good guys, like one of the absolute good guys. Yeah. And and you talk about a guy who has nothing but upside. <sighs> Holy cow. He he came running off the field one time. He said, Coach, I put that guy right in the wall. And I said, Great, do it every time. Right. And, and he tries to do it every time. He's he's a fearless warrior. Period. He's, you know what he is? He's an Iron Man. He's, he's an, an Iron, Iron Man. Man. He does not get – because he plays in the trenches, he doesn't get the love he deserves from the people who make those titles up. That dude's an Iron Man, yeah. 100% Iron Man. And I'm not just saying that because I know he's watching. Um, I say nice things about Melvin every chance I get. And and you want to talk about a name. Like, you hear Melvin and you think, like, all right, this dude's going to be like Steve Urkel. And then you see Melvin and he's like – he you see him out there, man. He's pushing people. You're right. He's, he's put – how many times did somebody try to rip his helmet off because they couldn't block him? Or they couldn't, or they couldn't get past him, so they'd rip his helmet off. The interesting thing with him was, I think he only came out of like, uh, if I were to guess cumulatively through the entire season, uh, I think he only came out like less than a half a dozen plays. Insane. And 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 the thing about it is, which is crazy, I pushed for him to be Iron Man of the Year. You did one hundred percent. I was calling coaches. I was calling owners. I was calling. The commissioner, I was calling everybody because if you want to pick a true Iron Man, that guy was a true Iron Man. Yeah. Now I'm not taking anything away from the kid who won it. No, no. But he wasn't getting hit on every play. Well, and and, and the thing is, these this the quote skill positions, you don't have to champion that cause. People see you know, the, the catches and the and the interceptions and the things like that. Like, I was shocked that, that Hollis, Dwayne Hollis didn't get more love for Iron Man of the Year. Um, but the guys in the trenches, you do. You have to champion a little bit. You know because- what's funny, though? Guys like Hollis, the reason he didn't get Iron Man of the Year, which would, he would should have been a top candidate for that as well, yep. was that he's the guy that just does his job. Yep. Don't say nothing. That's so he's not one of those guys that's gonna, you know. I mean, he may do one of his dances, you know. I was gonna say I saw him get mad twice but last year. And he once was well, once was because they didn't cue the song for his dance like they promised him they would right, or something. Right, right, he, right. They promised him before that they would have his song queued up and ready to go. He made the interception, he went to the to the 25 yard line, he looked up and they weren't paying attention. And I saw him get I it was the most angry I saw him get the entire year. Right. <laughs> And then, and then you look at like Darius. the The thought process was early last year that maybe Darius would end up being that guy, right? An Iron Man of the Year. Yeah. But we're sitting in the coach's office, and you know, Coach McKinney's like, "Okay, we can put Darius over here, and we can have Hollis back here, and we can have this." He's talking about the DBs, and I, I just had this epiphany, and I said, "You know what? We're not going to take this guy's going to have an MVP year." Um. And we're not going to risk Darius at, you know, when you hear the word specialist, it gets overused. It's not overused with him. Like he is a true. Now, can he play DB? 100%. If I'm in a jam 
and somebody's killing us, I can always grab them and say, okay, you're no longer the, you know, the OS, you're going to go play defense too. And he'll go, okay, just tell me what I got to do. Right. And he's that guy. But when you think about guys like him, you know, quarterbacks, you always know we're going to be an OS, but you think about a Darius Prince, you take Darius Prince out of the equation. We don't win the championship. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. I don't want him to hear that. But oh, I, I want him to hear it. He, he should hear it. Hey, listen, there comes a point where you know you're the top dog, right? Yeah. There comes a point where you know you're the guy. Now, you can either ask like, act like Aaron Rodgers or you can act like Prince, which is cocky, backs it up, fearless, runs in the walls, does everything he can, will play with my grandson the night before championship game, will love on his family, his his his, his child, his, his mom, his family, will do all the things necessary. And that's why this year I'm the most excited for one player, the most excited for one player, and that's Darius. Because if you think Darius was good last year, good Lord. Watch him this year because knowing that what's at stake, he's an at-stake kind of guy, right? He'll give you a hard effort all the time, but make it important. You know how the one guy says, give me the ball in yeah. with two seconds left and, you know, or no time on the clock and he got to hit a three-pointer. They got to this or they got – that's this guy. He wants the ball. So I can't wait to see him this year. It's going to be an interesting battle at quarterback, which will be fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, I, I was just back, and I couldn't get too involved yet. But I, I see that we have, and I'm back. So so is the nickname, Sammy Supernova Cashmelva is back. <laughs> yes, sir. And then to the Albany area, Vincent Testaverde is back. Now, I got a lot of stuff regarding that. Why would you sign Vincent? Some guy said, well, he'll just be his backup and da-da-da. Uh-uh. QB1, the other guy's cut. Really? Because <laughs> I because see, in well, my let me mind, explain, okay. and I know we haven't said this in Let me explain it, though. Let me explain right. it, though, right? Why should that position be exempt from the same thing that applies to Hollins, that applies to Cece, that applies to Haig, that applies to – well, you need Wait. two QBs, though, don't you? You need a backup. Okay, let's talk about that. I have okay. three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cruz is a quarterback. Okay. Very okay. Now, I see. Now, can you imagine having a quarterback that can play wide receiver, defensive back, and also, oh, by the way, quarterback went down. He's got a sprained ankle. You're a quarterback. Because yeah, that doesn't suck. No, it doesn't suck. And we have we have many positions, and there's several of those guys on our football team that played quarterback at a very, very high level, but became specialized at other positions that are just as good as some of these guys around the league. Um, no, and, and I, I'm not trying to be crass, the other guy's gone, that kind of thing, but, no, but... You, you're going to bring in two premier quarterbacks, right. okay, to camp. Make no mistake – no one has a job at quarterback. Now, when we pull a depth chart up, Sam's going to be QB1 the first day of camp. 
and Vincent's going to have an opportunity to compete for that position. Coach Ware gets crazy when I talk like this because those are his guys. But right. you can have a chance to compete for that position. Okay. Best man standing. Is that why I did it? No. That's not why I did it. You want to know why I did it? Is because when the season ended, Sam was taking his time and looking for opportunities in other leagues. I wasn't going to get caught with my pants down. Okay, so I signed a significantly important quarterback. If Sam gets a phone call from the XFL or USFL tomorrow, make no mistake, Sam's gone. Pew, gone. And, and the same can be said for, for Tessa Verde. Yeah. Who is also in that same group. Right. Yes. So we just got to hope that both of them get called, and then we're good. Yeah, then we're screwed. But, if, <laughs> but, Larry, but let me let – me, the reason I thought maybe you would go with both – is last year we were in a, a, a similar position where you had a guy who had superior arm talent and then a guy who could throw the ball and was mobile and was and was moldable. And originally the plan was to have both of them play if you needed them. And maybe even right. in the same time, put them in the same backfield together. So right. when I looked at this, I was like, holy crap, who's throwing the – like if I'm the other team and you know they're both in the backfield – I don't even know who the hell's throwing the ball. I got like a Taysom Hill situation, but I have a good quarterback to go with him. But I can do that with Cruz. Right, right. Well, that's again, and I and then wait a minute, Cruz was... and then have Cruz tackle somebody. Right. Again, I didn't know Cruz was the, was going right. to do that. But I'm just saying, there's there's all. Well, these... We have to do the show more often so I can, I can get some information. Not know, you know, <laughs> see, know what I'm talking about. Well, you're down there. Uh, that's <laughs> no, but I'm, that, I'm, that... Like, I'm almost as north as you now, so. <laughs> So, so, but that's the thing is that um, it's not out of spite. It's not out of anything. It's out of being prudent in the fact that any good coach, any good organization is going to make sure if something were to happen prior to the first day of camp, that you have the ability of bringing in a star quarterback. Right now we have two star quarterbacks coming in, but one has more indoor football experience than the other one. But we could have said the same thing about Sam last year coming in, right? Um, look, it, it's like this. I love Sam. I love Vincent. I like them both a lot. Um, we pay our QB1s very well. Can't pay them both. Can't pay two QB1s. Can't pay two QB ones to one to sit on the bench and watch the other guy throw. And and not to mention, QB ones don't sit on benches. They don't stay there long. You know they're going to. Well, that's the other thing. I said, not playing. Want out. I wasn't implying cut, but it would yeah. be other opportunities that we would seek out for him if that was what was going to happen and give him that option. So yeah, an yeah. option might be getting traded to another NAL team. Another option might be me making phone calls and trying to get him on a USFL team. Or don't you forget, team. I actually listen to intent. Like, you know, you don't have to always clean up with me because I hear you. I'm, I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> There's so people who don't hear intent. Right. You my language, right. Well, so. and, and it's intent. It's all, you know, like the intent is, like, there's there's more than one solution in these situations. And what a great, the way they're happen. what a great, horrible problem to have if they're both yeah. right. Yeah. Right. But usually... These things toward themselves. Cream floats to the top, shit sinks to the bottom. It's just the way it is, you know. And, and, but that's true with every position, right? I think it, the, the 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 buoyancy of poop is is diet regulated, actually. Um, 
Well, if you have poop that's floating, call me. That- <laughs> I'll send you a picture. Um, <laughs> all right, listen, I want to do this, though, because there's there have been a lot of, you know, obviously when you're on the mountaintop, everybody's climbing that hill trying to push you off. I look around the league, and I'm seeing rosters that are, are impressive. There's some impressive rosters out there besides our own. What have you seen so far? Has anybody, has anybody made you take notice yet with, a, with, with the rest of the league? Um, yes and no. I, I actually had this conversation with Coach Ware about three hours ago. Um, I will say this. It's been my, my line since we've pretty much got our roster for camp situated. To bring back 13 returning players from a championship team, a repeating championship team, no one comes close to our roster. Now, San Antonio's got a pretty good roster. I don't think they have a very good offensive line. Okay. Now, I'm not criticizing. I, no. I wouldn't have that line, right? You want to compare their line to our line? Okay, let's yeah. do that, right? But, and again, I'm not trying to beat up on San Antonio because I think no, they, no. Have, they have a good roster. And but, you, they, but you bring up that point, like I'm back to like – almost what I was saying about Melvin Hollins and, and the Ironman award. Like we, as you know, fans and people who watch and everything, we see the flashy names. We see the Baines and the stuff like that. We're like, Oh, they're going to be really good. You're looking there going, that's great. Bane can't throw if no one's protecting him and he's on his ass. Like, and, and that's the same for Sam and, and Vincent and everybody else. You've got to keep those guys upright. The first thing I built was the O line and D line. The very first what position did you play in college? I forget. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but that's the thing is that you you build from that to be the foundation of your house, right? If you don't, you're not building your house on rock, you're building it on sand because it will collapse, right? So you have to build it with the strong foundation of the big people. Okay. Look at your lines. Look at your lines in the not the Columbus lines, the Detroit lines. The the reason that offense is what it is. Look at that a freaking offensive line. Right. And it took a coach coming in that's a biting kneecaps kind of guy. <laughs> uh, sounds familiar, right? But it yeah. takes a, it takes a coach that appreciates the violence of football, and we have to bring in good guys, but also violent guys. And our guys have the ability of flipping a switch and being incredibly violent and successful at what they do. So now you you look around the league. And you'll say, oh, my God, look at they They signed this guy and that guy and that guy. I go, okay, that's three. Right. And then they brought back that whole team they had that didn't make the playoffs. Okay, so they got all these guys plus three. If these three guys make a difference and they beat us, God bless them. Ain't going to happen, but God bless them. Right? So you can't just bring in thinking, you know, it's great. As great, as great as D- DP is, Darius is. Yep. If you put him on a team with no lineman and a bad quarterback, it wouldn't matter. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win. Right. You surround these stars with what they need to build on to be successful, and you got it, man. You got it 100%. I just don't see – 
I see spittens, smittens, whatever the word is. I see little parts. I think Jacksonville's got a pretty good roster. San Antonio's got a pretty good roster. You know, Carolina's got a pretty good roster. Um, West Texas, I don't know yet, you know, um, because whatever. And they've got a couple guys, you know, they've, uh, I think the Starks and the yeah. Macons and all that. All I know with them is, you know, keep your head on a swivel because there's some, I'm not going to say dirty, but. Um, big hitters, we'll call them. Big, big well, I ain't calling them that either. That's a compliment. But my but my point is have your head on a swivel and, and do what you need to do. But, again, parts of a whole, okay? And I'm not taking away anything from, you know, those two players are both really good players. And uh, I, I have I really like Patrick. But, again, it's one or two guys are not going to make your team all of a sudden become great. Like there is no, there is no creeping formula. And you can say, well, coaching does it. Okay. How'd that work out for you where you were last time? I, I feel pretty good about my coaching. No, no, no. What I'm saying is let's say now, you have, now, now you have a bigger budget. No, I'm not trying to be critical. No, I'm teasing. I'm, yeah. But now you have a bigger budget. You have this and you have that. And you, you're still missing these pieces. But oh, you're a better coach than what was here before. Okay, but it didn't work last time. Is it what, What's going to make it work this time? What, what? How did you morph into a championship in the offseason of seven and a half, eight months? How did you morph into that? What did you do to be better? Not only better than you were, better than we are. I only know one way to get better. Players. Yeah. I, yeah. No, no, no coach. No, I said this again yesterday. No coach has ever won a championship. No coach has ever won a game. I don't care who you are. Not Belichick, not anybody has ever won a game. You've had influence on a victory, but you've never won the game. The guy who won the game was the guy blocking that outside edge. And the guy who won the game was a quarterback. The guy who won the game was a center who had perfect snaps that whole game. The guy who won the game was the guy who had five rushes on the QB on defense. Those guys won the game. Coaches don't, you know, it's a player's game. So guess what? You want to be a champion? Be the smartest guy in the room, coaches. Sign the best players in America. I That's like it. football games. I like it. Um, I want to uh, I want to hit a couple things real quick. I thought of you last night coach when um when the georgia bulldogs annihilated tcu and the reason i thought of you was at first i was like i was i was ticked off because i'm a michigan fan right michigan gets rolled by tcu but realistically i think michigan beat themselves and i thought to myself i'm like wow tcu lost a game they lost to your kansas state team and they're in the championship wait a minute wait my Big 12 champion, Kansas okay, State. Okay, you, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's what right. I'm saying. Is there a part of you watching that game last night that's like, how the hell are you going to let a team lose to my team for our conference and then go represent in the championship game? This is what's going to happen. Yeah, I was pissed. I, I was pissed when they got elevated after and, and above us at Kansas State. I was, you know, I don't – I think they're – they were a great story. Okay. I think they were a great story. 
for the NCAA. Um, and, and let's let's not you know mince words. They legitimately beat Michigan. I think Michigan beat Michigan. But. I, I agree. I agree. Michigan beat Michigan. It was horrible coaching, horrible playing, lots of errors. Can you imagine having your dad stand up on the sideline and yell at, at plays you're making <laughs> when he's not calling the timeout and Harbaugh's dad stands up and was like, what are you doing? Right, right. And again, a lot of that, <laughs> believe it or not, is goes back to what I said earlier, these huge staffs, right? If you have huge staffs and – you're willing to bet your career on the decisions of others. God bless you. But I'll tell you what, I love Damon. He's like my brother. And I think he's absolutely the best offensive coordinator in all of indoor football, not even close second. Okay. And he's, he's a stand-up guy, great character, great family guy. Just you, I can go on and on and on about Damon. He's a guy I might trust with my career. Okay. Right. But even then, as much as I love Damon, I'm still going to do what I want to do. Because I know that I, there comes a point where you have to control your own destiny. Right. And when these coaches and you see them on their headsets and it's funny, it's comical the way they, we have some coaches in our league. Don't wear a headset and don't carry a piece of paper. Right. They must be savants. <laughs> a lot okay, of hand signals. A lot of hand signals. Because we have something like, you know, 80-plus offensive plays. We probably have variations on defense, another 50 different variations on defense. And they do it without a headset, without their spotters in the rear, without anything, and just call a game. Um, I know that some of them don't have headsets. Right. But but those are budget items. Right. I can tell you if I came to work tomorrow and we didn't have headsets, right? <laughs> I'm being totally serious. Right. I'd have an earbud in my phone in my ear, and I'd have my phone open with my guy upstairs on the line because you you surround yourself with all these people, but then you're saying I don't trust you. Right, right, right. At the moment, I should need you most. Right, and that's what I think happened at Michigan. If you watch Harbaugh and you watch his reactions to some of the stuff coming through the headset, and it was it was pretty telling. You know, it was pretty telling. He'd be, he'd be going like, what? "What? What? You know, like someone did something that he just let go, and he has to take ownership of it now." I think, hey, look, I think Jim Harbaugh is a great professional football coach. We'll leave it at that. So, all right. So, I have a theory before we're, I want to hit some of these comments too, but you are the one I want to bounce because I like to give you my theories. Okay. And then I'd say about 40% of the time you agree with me, and then 60 you lose your temper and tell me I'm an idiot. Okay. Um, I think we've heard all these stories about Harbaugh maybe going to Denver, go to Indy, he's leaving Michigan, whatever. Blake Corum, who was one of the top names for the Heisman before he got hurt, the running back for Michigan is coming back for his senior year for Michigan. I believe that means so is Jim Harbaugh. Because if I'm Blake Corum, I'm probably a third, maybe a fourth-round pick right now. Why would I risk coming back to school not knowing what the play calling was going to be? Do you think Harbaugh just calls all his own plays? I think if Harbaugh's out, most likely a lot of that staff is too. 
Yeah, I think um, me personally, I think Harbaugh's gone. Okay, because he has, um, as of the last ten days, he's under NCA investigation. Yeah, for, I saw that too for violations, right? And I don't think they're going to have an opportunity if it's they're supposed to be not okay. So here's how it works. When the NCA says we're investigating, but it's nothing, they call it nothing major, like not a major violation. Okay. So a lot of times what that'll mean is you went over your allotted practice time or you had an extra meeting when you shouldn't have meetings or you, you, know, you put you put uh, cream cheese on a bagel when you shouldn't know. Yeah, right. right. Hey, I ever tell you I get reported by the NCA? No. Yeah, no joke. I had a um, booster send flowers to my dad who had a heart attack. And that's an, and, they, and someone reported compliance reported you for that. Okay. Right. So, I mean, okay. back then, I think, it was, I think that's when I do the whole like, okay, you're good. Yeah. I won't back worry about that then, another time. Yeah. Back then, it was way worse than it is now. But so it's a minor infraction. It's not minor, but it's like middle of the road infraction, right? It, it's not giving you a major competitive advantage. Harbaugh, his is major. Yeah. The recruiting violations, right? During COVID and everything. And he knew that he was doing it and didn't say anything. So when you have minors versus majors, um, I just think, I think coach Harbaugh is a really good professional football coach. I think he would be served very, very well to, um, I think he's taken that train as far as it's going to go. Um, I, I, I know Ohio state's going to rebuild and get, monster and all these other teams are going to get monster and i don't see anyone beating georgia good lord and you know so you you start building and building and building and all the the competitive nature of the ncaa you know in the ncaa how many guys uh, i mean how many teams i don't know the answer to this maybe you do how many teams compete for a national championship every year in division one football it's got to be like in the hundreds yeah it's um i think it's actually Almost 200. I'm not positive. I, okay. I don't. I don't. I think it was like 177 yeah, or something. It's, it's, okay. It's, yeah. Right. How many teams compete in the NFL for a championship every year? 32. Well, right. actually, probably like 18. But right. But you can see your odds are way better of being successful uh, just based on odds, right? And then there's not the recruiting violations. There's not the you know big brother NIL deals and, and I yeah transfer right. portals and yeah and and to me. You know, at this stage of his career, um, I I would think he's going to take. I I isn't Tapper calling him like every other day? Oh, he's allegedly he's being offered a, a boatload of cash. If if Denver doesn't get Sean Payton, they're offering a boatload of cash. I mean, you know me, so I'm a Michigan and a Raiders fan. Right. So, what better way to ruin my football experience than to have Harbaugh right. and and Carr both go to like the Colts? Yeah, you know, and then the Colts beat the Raiders in the playoffs. If the Raiders ever get good enough to go back, right, right, that's that's why. Again, it's just opinion. Me, if it yeah. was me personally, I would thank the university for for living with me through the hard times and getting me to where I need to be and all that good stuff. And then I would just say, you know, I'm gonna do what I think's best for me and my family, and especially the 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 violations. It always seems dirty to me when the, when the coaches run after those, but at the same time, it's, it's probably it's it's dirty, but it's also smart, right? Well, because you take the some of the spotlight off too. Look at Pete Carroll. Yeah, 
<laughs> look at well, I mean, like you know, look at you know Calipari in 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 basketball, and you know Pete Carroll and all these other guys. But I'm just saying is that it's it's probably it wasn't like he had strippers or something. It was the fact that he he was trying to make his football team better, and right. he was trying to work on the very fringe of the rules of the NCAA. And when you're the most successful winningest program in all of college football history, people are always going to look to take you down, just like they're always looking to take us down. And that, well, you know, he, he was, it was weird too, because when he first got back to Michigan, he was doing like the videos where he was hanging out with the recruits. And I, it might have been Hutchinson or somebody where he was like Netflix, he was Netflixing and hanging out at the house and, was, playing and, all video sudden, games and all that. Yeah. Right. Climbing trees with the little brothers right. and stuff. Right. And then all of a sudden those videos went away. And it's right. almost like somebody went, eh, <clears throat> that's part of it. You can't do that. Like, stop it. Remember so, when he was took off his shirt and was throwing the ball with the guys? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden that's considered what practicing. You know, right, or, right. or trying them out or doing a bunch of different stuff. So it was, hey, hey, look, it's hard to feel sorry for these guys when they're making hundreds of millions of dollars and, and they're, you know, paid to do a job. And look, you're a coach today and you thank the good Lord because there's not many opportunities, but uh, you're going to get fired. Now, do I want to leave on my, okay, so let's say he comes back next year. Right. And all these positions in the NFL get filled and he ends up getting fired. There'll be eight more. There's eight. There's eight every year, though. There'll be, you know, Black Monday. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I don't think we're at the where we five right now. Some tells me there's at least three more coming. Could, you know, so. But I don't know. I just listen. I just need my Yankees blew it. My Raiders blew it. My Wolverines blew it. I just, I just, (laughs) you know, I just need I just need I need some good news. And, you know. Again, ranks, you know, and and you know, start rooting for Kansas State, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> I I used to I used to love um, K State and Texas Tech when I first started wagering, and you know, actually, I just you know for play money at that point, um, overs, man, overs all the time. It was those two schools were almost like defenses were optional for a while. So it was, you know, it was it was fun to watch that, and just if you, if you liked basically arena football, right? <laughs> you watch those guys play. Well, I, thought, I thought we watched an arena football game last night. I mean, it did look a little bit like the championship game. It did. I'm not. <laughs> All right, Never. so let's get to some questions. Yeah, listen. Well, we have to do this one right here. Our buddy Casey's back. Let's go, dogs. Okay, sorry, I'm here. Let's start. <laughs> so Casey's still with the Lions. He's one of he's somebody that I've maintained a relationship with. And uh, I, I wish him the best. So, and, and I want to say something to Casey too, um, and I mean this sincerely. Um, keep doing what you're doing, Case. I know what you're trying to accomplish, and um, you know I I do have a lot of respect for you. And I it's fun bantering and all that, but uh, um, I wish you guys well and just you know kick everybody's ass next year and and shut up everybody and then. You know, hopefully um, down the road we'll we'll see you back in the fold. You know, I'd love nothing more. I love that. He's a steward of the game. He cares. Like he actually right. he cares. Care. You can tell the owners that care and the owners that don't care. Yes, you can. It, it, it's not right. nearly as difficult to see as you would uh, as you would think. Our, our buddy Dave Williams, glad to see you together again, Firebird at DW. Um, yeah, Dave's I mean, great. I, I got to yeah. figure out a way to get Dave on staff. I'll Listen, tell you what. You, 
Dave, you want to talk about a singular focus, it's Dave. Like, Dave loves this team so much. I could post on Facebook that, like, I lost my cat. And Dave's first question would be, do you know who the Mac linebacker is going to be next year? <laughs> he's just, he's so singularly focused. It's, a, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a fan's fan. Yeah. For sure. Um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of well wishes, you know, people glad to see me back. Carrie's, uh, you know, I, I wish I didn't miss the beginning. It's going to be on YouTube. You can watch as much as you want. Yeah. Uh, glad to see Jeff. So a lot of people seem to be happy that I'm back, which um, I was expecting at least some shots. I mean, you know, come on, what's this? It can't be all. Oh, yeah, just, Rainbow. I, I just thought their music should have been dun 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 dun. Yeah. Mary Jo wants to know if you have any more room on the coaching staff. Doesn't need an office space just to be part of the team. Well, let me tell you something, Mary Jo. You're already part of the team, and there the way go. all of you are part of the team is put your butts in those seats. And that, trust that me, is that is way more important than uh, uh, anonymous coaching position. Because we, hey, listen, I cannot tell you how much easier it is to recruit with fans like you. And because they know how passionate you guys are and all that good stuff. And it's funny, we put out, yeah, I've been preaching this for two years, that we pay better, we stay better housing, better food than anybody in the league. And all of a sudden, a new guy gets hired down there. And they say, hey, we pay better, we house better, and we do that. Well, it's easy to say, now do it. Because if you do it, I'll applaud you because you make our game better. Right. And, and, right. and you know the thing is, you don't have to say it anymore. Like, that was that, – I got to be honest with you. Probably the biggest hurdle I dealt with in the beginning of being in Columbus was everyone went, oh, so it's, it's, it's going to be just like Albany. It's like, I don't – I can't swing that stick. I didn't bring Mike Gorda with me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't I mean, have that. I, I I told Mike this um, at the end of last season in my office. Um, I said, you know, Mike, all I want to do is give these kids a professional football experience, which means I'm going to always strive to emulate an NFL type experience. Now, we don't have a billion dollar budget. We don't have, you know, all these resources, but that doesn't mean we can't try to be the absolute best here. And that's the thing is that Mike and I agree on the most is that we truly care about the players in the sense that we want to give them a professional football league experience, not, not some minor league experience. Well, Hey, I'll sign you. How close do you live to the stadium? Which I mean, it is a plus. I, I just want to, you know, I'm not going to lie. Closer you are. But that's not, you, so I base your talent level on your proximity. So I don't have to pay for your housing. Or I pay for, you know, or that way I don't have to pay for your dinner because you're going to go eat at home. Come on. I'll tell you what. If you look at the demographics of our football team, we have one player that's played here and doesn't live here anymore. He lives in Florida, and that's Vinny right now on our roster, Vincent Testaverde. And and he was in Albany, but he's – I don't think we have one player that is from the Capital Region. Uh well now Brandon Brandon he said he like so much he's, he's a here. transplant to right, you right? right so he's a guy and this is what I tell these young players he's a guy that stayed with the team was loyal to the team did everything with the team great in, in public and he's built his brand up so you know I don't think it 
Big, yeah. Biggest compliment to Brandon Cissé before we get into a couple more comments and, and wrap. Um, one of the guys from Tech East, Don, is a, I love Don. We never have a crossword for each other. Don came to me and goes, when's, uh, when's camp start? So I was like, you know, it should be this day approximately. He goes, fine, I guess you can have Brandon back. Like, he doesn't want to give up CSA. He doesn't want – CSA's doing such a great job yeah. here at Tech East. Nobody wants to give him up. Well, um, I mean, he's, he's like that – Where I mean, he's just that – That I, you know, you remember the day I met him? He was walking in the tunnel. I hadn't met him yet. And I had just gotten hired, and I'm walking down the hallway, and he's walking the other way, and we'd only spoke on the phone. I see this behemoth, 6'6", 320-pound guy walking down the other way, and jacked, not yeah. fat, jacked. Right. And I walked up to him, and I don't think I said anything. I hugged him. <laughs> I said, thank you. <laughs> uh, Jacob wants to uh, wants to know, is the schedule going to change since the Lions are not in the league? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think no, that's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. No, well, because – go ahead. I no, because I talked to Chris this morning. Oh, you did? The commissioner, yes. Chris Siegfried. Okay. And um, I asked Chris, I said, you know, Chris – Part of the schedule and the reason the schedule, I, I get it for the fans and I get it for season ticket sales and I get it for all that is important, but it's also important for coaches to know where you're going to be on a certain day, how bad travel is going to be, when you got a bye week, when you have all those things. It's an integral part of us putting together, like Coach Warren and I will sit down and we'll actually do our entire schedule for the full season. And it's based on our schedule. Like what days we're going to have heavy in pads, what days are in shorts because we're traveling the next day, so on and so forth. So I said, it's very important. I know this. And he said, I, I'll tell you this, coach. He said, it will be out early next week. Perfect. Perfect. That's that's good. So point. that's from the boss's mouth. Right. The, yeah. Which is very cool. Uh, Steve. Oh, one other thing. Uh, to reiterate, 100%, no ifs, ands, or buts, nets are in. I was just going to bring it. So Steve asked, all we want to know is we have enough footballs for all the touchdowns. We'll have to, where uh, we have to give them back. The Nets are back. So, the Nets are back. so, so let me tell you what, fans, as you're purchasing your tickets, yes, you yeah, might be, not want to be behind that net. Well, I heard, I heard Brendan today. I, um, somebody called 518 714 2200. Brendan's walking through the tickets. They asked for end zone. He goes, I, I want to be clear because a lot of people ask for end zone is because they think they're going to get a bunch of footballs. You may, you may not. The Nets are back. And like I was like, good for you, Brendan. I would have been like, yeah, sure, whatever. Here you go. Take your seat. But you know, you know the rule on the net, which is interesting to me, is that the rule on the net is if let's say Mark's going for a, a deuce, but he kicks it over the net, that's a penalty and it comes out really. To I so, didn't know, no, I don't remember that. Right. That's it's so, so bad. So it's very, yeah, I mean. Uh, again, if it were me, I'm just saying, where those nets end, I would be – remember that section we had, that crazy section that went up like this in the corners of the end zone? Yes. That's the place to be. Yeah. Because well, that, I was thinking you're – and also like the red zone because that's where if there's ever going to be a flare out, that's probably where the ball is going to go into the stands. Yeah, I think being on the sides and the corners yep. is the way to go because um, – I don't want to – they don't really obstruct your view, the Nets, but, you know, you're not going to get a football. No, no, in, but it's so exciting. It's so freaking exciting. I love – I miss it. I miss it. I mean, think um, of it, bouncing off the crossbars. Um, how about Hail Mary 
with no time left off the net instead yeah. of right jump ball right for a jump ball and you got guys like Cruz that can jump you know and slam the ball with their elbows so you got all that going on and and so that's going to be a huge part of this it's going to be exciting I was waiting for this one. Uh, Ryan, geez, looks like the grass isn't greener. Just kidding. Glad to have you back, Jeff. Um, the, I will no, be honest. The grass is very green in Columbus, Georgia. No. <laughs> it's shit around. Literally the grass. No. <laughs> no, no, um, no. I, I, will, I will say, like, listen, I, it, it was never, I was never going to make a lateral move. Let's just be very clear. There was never going to be me going, hey, I was the president of the empire yesterday. I'll be the president of the Lions or this or that tomorrow. It was a chance to go and do my thing and get an ownership stake. And it just didn't work out. And it just didn't work out. And then, and I'm not upset about it because I'm home. And well, I'm let's, let, about okay. It. So the can of worms is open, right? So let's, yeah. let's just empty it real quick. All right. I'll do my okay. best. So Carolina, or I'm sorry, Columbus. Yes. Not only was it a good fit. We'll just say that. Good fit. I like that. Yeah. Okay. But also, they weren't a good fit any longer with the NAL. And uh, yeah. so now they've gone on to another league, okay? For And, and I'm not going to get into specifics of why they left. I don't know. It's their business. Uh, I don't really care. But, okay, so they've gone on to a different league. Um, Columbus Lions football is still going on next year. Yeah. Columbus Lions is, you know – Guys like Casey and all that, they're gonna they're gonna um retool and go to a different league. Okay, and they're gonna do their thing. Um it's hard not to wish them luck, right? It's um, it, and especially when Coach McKinney's down there, it's it's really hard for me not to root for him to be successful. And guys like Casey too, who I I've had the opportunity to get called names by. <laughs> so it, it's it's a good thing. And and like I said, if if that happened, great. But from this point moving forward, they're no longer a part of the NAL. Right. They're no longer a part of, you know, outside of some friends of the show. They're non gratis, man. We don't need to talk about them anymore. You're here. We're glad to have you back home. And uh, I, yeah. I mean, I will I will say this, though. There's there's in that short period of time I got to be down there. I did make connections like there's if if I had a need for a person or a budget, I'm sorry, Casey. I'm sorry, C-Mac. I'm sorry, everybody. I love you so much. But there are people I would steal tomorrow. Like there is this like, it, I mean, you, you talk about a group of people who you can see how it's been. You know, there's I feel like there's a group that is very. Um, detail oriented to the point where they may be missing the bigger picture and they're held together by this other group that is so embracive and has so much care for what happens to that community and that football team that it, it, it fixes the other part. Um, and I hope for those, that group, I hope the best for that team and that community. Right. Uh, I do too. But I mean, I, I, I will miss, I will miss playing them. I will. Yeah. I was a little nervous when I found out because well, I mean it's back. like what five wins, six wins. I'm really gonna miss playing Mike told me one of the conditions for me coming back is I 100 percent had to make the Columbus trip and that he wanted me sitting front row. And I was like, I'm gonna be the guy, like everybody thinks that I left, like like you know what I mean? Like, you lucked out. 
<laughs> you, I would, yeah, I hundred percent. Cause I would have been like you, I would have cried. I would have cried. Cause I get, I, there's some really, really great people down there. There's yeah. some really, there's some assholes, but the same is up here. Right. <laughs> but, 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 but like, I would have cried. Here's, here's the good news. You, yes, you yes. say there's really good people down there and really detailed learn to do that. We already have that. So we don't have to invent right. good, good people. Our, our, our fan base, our supporters, our, you know, our ownership is second to none. Coach, uh, I want to tell you, there's a fan down there. Her name is Miss Pat. I know. She you heads, told up, me the, she heads yeah. up the tailgate group and she's the seamstress for the team. I know. <laughs> can, you and, imagine, can you imagine that? Like we go outside, grab a rack of ribs. Hey, here's some jerseys to fix. I mean, she's she's amazing, and she will kick my ass when I get back down there at some point. <laughs> no, and that's great though. I mean, we we have people, you know, less individuals, but like the guys that right. less cleaners, you know, yeah. that we worked with, and 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 the you know the Hell Talbots and the Mohawk Chevrolets and the Standard and. And I mean, I'm thinking of uh, our, our favorite place in the world, Sea Smoke, and you know, Toros, and all those people. Apex, it, yeah, that they care about us enough right. to always do something uh, kind with us. So, yeah, yeah we're, no, we're, listen, we're, I, I'm not by no means. Um, I, you, oh, asked, I, I would. This is I, even when I even when I was down there, I wasn't willing to sell my house. Like I was yeah. like. If I'm doing this, there's going to be a lot of a lot of remote meetings because this is my home. This is where I this is. And these are my people. And, and I, I think I told you when you took the job, I said, listen, it can be done. Uh, you've seen me do it now for two years in the off season, And as long as you're committed to working every day and not using it as a vacation. Right. Right. That working remotely um, as a professional uh, football coach is is extremely feasible to do you know everything i have in my office in albany i have in here right the only thing i don't have in here is the support staff and the other things that go with it but here you know it's it's very possible to do and the nice thing about that is at at this level is the fact that you can maintain a great family life your friendships your you know I, I okay, so Hannah had her birthday. My daughter had her birthday last week. Happy birthday, Hannah! Yeah, I'm a little mad at Hannah. Oh, I love Hannah, of course. I'm of course. a little mad at Hannah because here's how it went down. Uh, about mm, last Monday, Han I took Hannah and Susan and Eli, and we went out for dinner. And we're sitting there and we're having dinner. And she goes, so, Hannah goes, so, when I drop Eli off, um, do you want to do that? And I said, I looked at Susan. I said, what do you mean you're dropping Eli off? I goes, oh, he's coming for a visit? And then Susan goes, well. And I said, oh, no. what? Hannah booked a cruise for her birthday for a week. Papu daycare. Dude, let me tell you this. <laughs> We got him like Tuesday or Monday night of last week, and we dropped him back off last night. Okay, I have no more groin from being kicked. I have, we were sleep deprived. We're food deprived. We we we're watching. You know, I sat down. To, I got up this morning, grabbed my coffee, went in my office, turned on my TV, and I had on SpongeBob or something, and I and I watched it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love SpongeBob. I mean, I mean, come on. It's, but I mean, you know, it was crazy what this kid did to us. He, yeah. And he's so great. And I love him so much. But oh, my God. Now I know why 62-year-old men don't have babies. And if they do, they have nannies. Yeah, because yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. So I haven't seen my daughter yet. But, because but that conversation is coming. Oh, yeah. That conversation is this. <laughs> Take your kid on the cruise. Well, <laughs> not to mention, you're supposed to, there's supposed to be a souvenir brought back. That, you know to. You know what's funny? To compensate for the for the watch. You're gonna love this. Susan got a t-shirt. Okay. Eli got a couple t-shirts. Perfect. But Pooh got dick. <laughs> I didn't get. I didn't get. How does, how? I didn't get a box of chocolates. <laughs> and and while he was here, wait a minute. While he was here. Toys. He wants to start roller skating. Roller skates. Another BB gun. Uh, of this, of that. I swear to God, it was like you know. Take your. Can you, can you please send us video of you roller skating? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he. It, it was funny. He found a, a train set and he got on top of the train set and he was scooting across the floor and I said, you know, those are called roller skates and he goes, I want them. Right away, you know, like <laughs> so. Then you can't just get a, a, a you know a three year old roller skate. You got to get him the helmet, the pads, the right, this, right. the that. It's not like when we it's not like when we were kids, man. Amazon called me. Says thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what else do we got? Anything? I think that's about it. I mean, I I do like I do want to point out like I want to ask how my car is since we both knew my dream car was the Camaro and then you bought it. Um, but aside oh, well, from let that, let me tell you how that went. Right, so. Real quick, when we had a player last year who was going to sell a Camaro, yeah. right? And so you sent me a picture of it. And I said, damn, that's really nice. If you don't take it, I'll take it. By the way, let's be clear, too. You made him an offer behind my back. You did. <laughs> well, I knew what your offer was, and I added a 1000 to it. Yeah, <laughs> which, was, which is interesting because he had a bad play in the game, and I turned to his girlfriend at the time, and I said – Take a thousand off my offer. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it didn't work out, but I had sent the picture before I made the offer to Susan. Well, Susan loved it. Okay. And I said, okay, blah, blah, blah. So I get back and she's like, um, well, I think it'd be kind of fun if we got a car. And I said, okay. Because Hal Talbot takes care of me when I get his house, right? I was actually talking to him yesterday. So I don't really have a big need when I get back here other than using the Explorer that we have. And I'm usually on the ATV doing my thing. So I said, okay, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll look into it. I get on the phone right away and I find 2023 Z1 Camaro all tricked out everything you can get on it and i show the picture to susan and then it was over we were getting this car right and i'm getting a great deal on the car well, and car land you know, yeah well and and we have a family member we got the gm employee discount we got all this we got you know so we get the car now we gotta get the plate do you know yeah. the plate yeah i do because yeah i'm mad at you about the car Someone else is mad at you about the plate. Mike. Yep. Why? Go ahead. Go ahead say what the plate is. Go ahead. Say what okay. the plate is. 
So I said, just kidding around, I said, I started counting the letters, how many you can have and all that. And I said, we should get NAL back to back, B2B. And she goes, oh, my God, I love that. Okay. So we put the order in and we're waiting like three weeks for the plates to come in. We're so excited. It came in like Bob something. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong plate. (laughs) (laughs) We reordered it and it came in and we thought it was fun. And and then, of course, Dave, I think Dave Williams was one of the guys that said, now, coach, save your money because now you need to go back to back to back. I think the only way you can save yourself with Mike is if he can get NAL three-peat. Because you know he was driving the Empire truck, and then I think his plan was to get the NAL back to back, and then you got it. <laughs> oh. So, so if we do win a third, you're gonna have to like write back. Is that is that the same as Michigan and New York? You can't have the same New York and Michigan. You know, Mike. Mike's not gonna do something somebody else does. Come on. If you tell Mike you're, you're like, oh, steak is my favorite food. Um, I guess I'm a lobster guy. Like he just, you know, he's gotta do his own. He's got to do his own thing. You know, Mike. Well, he is just he put, is. You know, something like championship owner, champ owner. Well, here, let me do this for you. Like, the, what, if people want to know why I came back. You want to know for, for real why, why I'm back? You took off your how, how could you expect me to leave the Twins? How could you expect me to leave the Twins? Come on. Wait now. a minute. Hey, <laughs> it came in? It's here. Oh, that's so fantastic. We, we got two of them now. Well, I definitely want to. Get a picture with that. I, <laughs> I mean, it took really, a while. It took yeah. a while, but we've got it. So that we've got oh, the twins. That's great news. That's the great news. Now we need triplets. So now we're just waiting on the rings. That's listen. That is moving right along, my friend. I, know. I it I took. Know. A, I gotta be honest with you. That ended up. It's my. I hate doing this. It's my fault that we don't have yet. So one of the things I've always done is, and I say always, but I designed and did all the work on the ring last time around. I got everything to where I thought it was pretty much done. And then this other situation happened where, you know, the, the team down south. And um, I wrote up everything that I was working on and handed off. Except for the fact that I forgot to hand it off. <laughs> yeah. So all my notes, everything is sitting there. It was just sitting on my desk back at the, at the arena. So I the guy, hear, the guy with the ring calls me up at like uh, like a month ago. And he goes, did you guys go with somebody else? I'm like, I don't know. I'll call them. This pisses me off. We did so much great work together. I walked into the office. They're like, you didn't order them? So they're ordered. <laughs> I can hear guys like Prince right now going, you dick. Yeah, which is, I mean, he was going to say it anyway, so that's fine. But it was just one, it's one of those, like, you just. I told Mike, I I actually told Mike and Matt, I said it'd be, it's probably at this point, since we have 13 guys coming back, is uh, just giving the guys their rings, we'll have a dinner when they first report. I would love, I would rather do that, to be honest with you. I would too, because that's family, right? So we have a family dinner, give the guys their rings and let the other guys see. We'll ship them. We're going to get right, and then the other guys will ship them out right to their houses and make sure they get them. And I like that. I love that idea, especially because I'm extremely proud of how this one looks. And that's I can't. There's only three people who have seen it. Uh, Mike had saying it. Matt had saying it. A lot of it was uh, yours truly. And uh, I'll take. I'm going to take the blame for it being for them not being as early as they were last year. 
but I want the credit for how great they look. I think you're going to be very, very impressed. Well, I haven't. Last year, I got a preview. This yeah. year, I didn't even get that. No, nope, because uh, you know what? If I forgot to get them ordered right away, then I'm going to forget what they look like until they get here. <laughs> I got this is my only leverage to keep these guys from yelling at me that they're not here yet. Is I'm the only one who knows. You know, what, they you look know like. what I think we really ought to do is I think we ought to get a hold of our vendor who we're getting the rings from and do a fan championship ring and try to keep the cost down. Like they do that in the NFL, they yeah. do that everywhere. Just, just do a replica ring. And um, offered at the, you know, online and at the pro shop and at the arena, but also just give our fans that have been so loyal to us an opportunity to have at least a replica. You I know? tried doing that last year, believe it or not, and it just um, it it became ridiculously difficult with everything that was going on in the world. And if if that is something that can be done. I'll work on it. I'll try to get it done. I just think but, it'd be nice. It'd be a nice. Yeah. Oh no, it was it was it was a hundred percent in the works for last year, but there was like legitimately a point where the ring guy called me up and went, yeah. "You've been like we we were on the phone all the time doing the designs on it. We kind of became buddies." Um, he's like, "Listen, you're a great customer, and this I want to tell you the truth. This is going to take so much longer, and it being so much more expensive than we ever thought it would because." because of what's going on in the world so i have oh, to see okay. if that's possible if it is we'll do it um okay. but it, it's going to be again with the way everything went right now just trying to get them here <laughs> so let it i know we're getting ready to wrap up so a couple things one is we're going to get we're back together where our show's uh -huh. back together right and uh i like it better when you said we were back together Okay. Made me feel pretty. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, beards so, really coming in. I thought you'd like it. I was. Yeah, Seems right. how we had playoff beards going, and you ditched me. And I had. I was like, you know what? I'm not losing it. I'm going to keep it. Like, I had. I grew. I had a beard since I got home, and uh, it just got to the point where last week Eli pulling on it and uh, hanging off of it and seeing if he could do a somersault off my beard was enough. Imagine this thing in the Georgia heat. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no way, man. <laughs> I kept it though. I kept it. Oh my, yeah, no, thanks. But anyway, so we're back. When when should we let our very loyal and kind audience know that what somewhat of our schedule is going to look like? I would say I would say at this point we're probably every other week, uh, you know, leading up to the season. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe we pop in with some more. Well, the best thing to do is since you're uh, since you're checking this out on our youtube the empire facebook and the and the empire twitter stay tuned to those because we'll have announcements on when things are changing and what's going on and i'm sure you'll still like coach will pop in with videos here and there and you know if some of the guys you know want to want to do a video call and, and give me crap for coming home with my tail between my legs i'm more than happy to do that but uh, i think we do the coaches show we bring it back we do it every other week and and then we'll bounce it up as as time permits yeah so Everybody, because I get a lot of questions regarding this, that we will get it out there. So we will not have a show next week. The following week, we'll be back on with you, and we'll get probably on a regular schedule, which is Tuesdays around 3 o'clock. Um, and then we'll do that until the season starts, and then we'll go weekly once the season starts, and there's much more to talk about, right? Um, well, Steven, Steven, Steven's already requested our, our next guest. Uh, we need a Hollis and Prince show roasting Levac. Hell no. I don't need yeah. not both well, at once. Funny you should say that because I think that's going to be an integral part of this moving forward. 
See, you guys got to remember, I don't have great technology when I do it by myself. Um, and uh, I want to, I definitely want to get the guys on. Um, we can do, uh, we can do, I think we can do four. I know we can do at least three on. on I don't think I seven. want four guys on at the same time. It's you, you literally need a, you need a conductor. Somebody who's like you, now you, now you. Herding kittens. Yeah, it's a lot. I think we bring them on in pairs or, or yeah. Um, okay, so last thing. Yes. This is a plea. Uh-oh. Okay. No. I don't care what our schedule is. Okay. I don't care what the weather is. Okay. I don't care what the economy is. I don't care what anything is. When you're going for a three-peat, we need you. We need fans yes. in the seats. Okay. I cannot tell you how important you are to us, but also this year, more so than anything, is that if we don't have it, if we don't have the people in the seats, it's not going to happen. I will tell you that right now. It will not happen if you're not there supporting this football team. That goes for, I don't care if it's season tickets, single game tickets, group tickets, sponsorships everything. If you own a business, where are you going to get associated with two-time champions, right? And every time someone sees your name associated with ours, it's in the, the form of a championship, being the best at something. So I, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I want 10,000 a game, man. I, I Absolutely. We can fit them. We might as well do it, right? If, if, if you don't do it, then don't complain and you don't have any right to complain when things don't live up to your expectation because I told you this last year. We've already done the heavy lifting. We, we've already done it, okay? We're asking you to contribute to that in the best way you know how and helping us. But I don't want to hear, oh, well, gas costs this. Gas costs that for you and me, okay? It costs that for you and the guy living in Jacksonville, but he's going to a game. It costs that guy in Orlando, and he's going to a game, okay? I want to see our arena live up to all of our talk. We talk a great game. Put your butts see, buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. You, I'll tell you, you buy a ticket. You come once. You're coming again. You're going to be there. You're definitely going to be there. And that's all I can say on it. It's, I mean, and it becomes, it becomes a family. Like as we sit here, we look through these comments, like Lisa, I love this team. I know Lisa. Like I can see Lisa and her, and her daughter and her son started playing football. Uh, Cam, our our buddy Cam, he's like, he's, he's our guy. You know, this team is important to me. I'll always be here. Uh, Steve, bring friends. Like I can see Steve. I ran into Steve recently before I was allowed to tell anybody I was back. I was out with Mike and we ran into Steve and I was like, yeah, so see what had happened. Don't tell people. But yes, <laughs> I'm here. Um, and, and Ryan, bring friends in carpool. There you go. So you know what though? I, I'm yeah. telling you what. I, I've been associated with football teams where hey, I'll, I'll use the Detroit Lions as a great example. Okay, Stephen, I kept my mouth shut for you. You did, Stephen. I appreciate that. <laughs> the Detroit Lions were 500. They were less than 500 when they had to open up standing room only seats at Ford Field. Okay. Right. They were seven and eight, and they had to open up standing room only seats. Ever since that game, 
they've always had to have standing room only for sale. A 500 team is getting standing room only. Back-to-back champions, yeah. and we can't break the 5,000 mark? Come on. I mean, what, what? if you tell me what the – okay, if you don't buy a ticket, I want to know the expectation that we haven't achieved for you. I'm, you preach it to the converted. And again, everybody who goes, that's all I ever hear. All I ever hear is, oh, my God, that's the best time. I, would, I wish I'd gone more. I like football. This is different. I love the people who tell me I don't like football because it's too slow. I come to your game. It's a whole other experience. Hey, let's say we get 3,000 people at a game. Yep. Which we kind of do now. Yeah, that's about, Easy, yeah, that's about right? it. Right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. If everyone brought one person. I'm not a mathematician, but I think that's 6,000. Right. Now bring two. Look at us, right? Yeah. So, so, so my point is, it's not. I'm not asking a lot. I'm, I'm just saying, and I'm not saying it for me. I'd play. I'd play this thing in an empty arena and getting a good fight. I'd love. We that. did that game in New Jersey. Right. Right. We did. Sorry, I think shot. But these kids deserve it. Yes. Yeah. They. they they give their body you, – you saw what happened in Buffalo. You saw what happened with these – you know, what, how short or how instantaneously life can change. They do that for you. They are gladiators. They're warriors. They're, they're away from their families. You're their family for five months out of the year. And when you don't come, what you're telling them is they're not important. Okay? Be there. Be there and support these kids. And I and I'm I'm sorry to get preachy, but man, it just pisses me off when I go other places and they're team shit and they got crowds. Well, and, and as you pointed out earlier, we talk, you know, I look at these other rosters, I think they're improving. You look at this roster and go, yeah, but we brought back 13 champions. The reason we brought back 13 champions is they believe that you care about them. The way you can prove that is show up. That's it. All you like legitimately your only job is attendance. That's all you have to do. That's all well, you that's have to do. Hey, you know what? I'm done being nice. I'm done asking politely, right? If your only job, like you said, is to show up and have a beer and eat a hot dog, where do I sign up for that job? Yes. Okay? And get great entertainment and be a part of something. Listen, you don't want to be the guy who didn't have his season tickets this year when we, we three-peat. You know, you want to be the guy like Dave and 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 those people that say, I was there. I was there. I'm a part of history. I'm a part of everything that happened. And 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 a big reason why we are successful is because of you. I can't say that enough, you know. So anyways, I know we've gone long uh, today. You missed me. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I did. You know, um, and, and here's the thing is that if we – you know, if you all forgive Jeff, uh, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> you, know, you, know, they, you know, so they started calling Mike and Matt. So Mike Corda, team owner, and Matt Woods, the team president, who you think would be thrilled. I left long enough for you to take my title and came back to help you do it. You think he'd be thrilled? He, they call me the lion killer. They're like making it look like I'm the one who's the reason. They didn't. Yeah, I'm like, come on. If anybody's the lion kicker, it's Manas, killer. It's Manas. They never beat him. Well, that was the thing. We were Damon and I had that conversation on Black Monday, and we said, "Damn, we're coach killers." 
because we all the job changes, right? And we we thought about it, and we were just joking, of course. But yeah, that that crossed my mind when you came back. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's man. Let me say this: um, you're like my brother. I'm glad to have you back. I love you, and uh, um, I know everyone's thrilled to see you back in that chair. And um, yeah, so good, good big having things you coming. Big things coming. I can tell you that. Like we're good. There's a lot. There's a lot on the way. Um, Oh, all right. You know what, Alan? I'm in. Alan Sitterly, Levac and Dunk Tank may bring in a huge crowd. I'll tell you what. Let's say 7,000 people at the home opener. I'll be in a Dunk Tank for the next home game at the block party. I'll do it. I'll put a low bar, seven. Give me seven, and then I will, I'll get a Dunk Tank for – it may be the home game after that. I don't know how hard it is to get a Dunk Tank. I never had to do it myself. But I will do it. I will do a dunk tank in one of the upcoming block parties if we have over 7,000 people at the home opener. Deal. Now, talk about that real quick, though. The home opener, banner drop? Yes. So we're going to have the banner drop for the new new championship. We'll be at the home opener. Uh, We're also working on a special gift for the first – I don't know the number. Probably like 1,000 people through the doors. Um, We're going to do it big. You know, and as you mentioned, 13 of the – champions are on the roster so they'll be there for the banner drop at the half you know no they once, won't well they'll be in the building <laughs> they'll be in the locker room. last year last year you let me i had to extend halftime and i did and you let right. me bring the guys out then so i'll probably yeah. I'll, I'll work with commissioner Siegfried. will do it again yeah but um and if anybody on the visiting team was part of last year's team we'll let them come out and be a part of it too but uh, yeah, we're gonna drop the banner. We're gonna have a gift for people. We're working on all of it, all the details. Maybe we should out. drop the maybe we should drop the banner before the game. Yeah, but then I gotta play in halftime. This is way easier for me this way. This is that's why it's, <laughs> listen. You guys do the work on the field. I'll do. I won't do work off the field. That's that's the, right. that's the rule. Deal. You know. Deal. Uh, so, but yeah, no, I'm serious. We get over seven thousand at the home opener at one of the upcoming block parties. I'll do a dunk tank and I'll do it for hey, uh, the eight thousand. Eight thousand. He'll be in a dress. I get to pick the dress. Yes. All right. I'm fine with that. 8,500. 8,500. 8,500 dress in the dunk tag upcoming block party. All right. 10,000 diaper. No. No, I'm not doing yeah. that. No, yeah. I'm not doing that. No, Come I'm on. not doing that. No, <laughs> no I'm not doing that. Come on. No. Come on. No, I'm not doing that. No. no. Listen, you know, like, listen, I did, I've done a dunk tank before. I did it once years ago when I worked for the local country station, and I blew my knee out. Cause I was, I listen, coach, I had this all planned out. Like I did it a couple times. Somebody, yes, right. Somebody dunked me and I popped back out of the water and I was like, I made like a gesture. I went to do it a second time. My foot twisted and I popped my knee and I used to drive a Wrangler. You try driving a stick Wrangler with a busted knee. It was not easy. Oh my. (laughs) Alan, hold out, hold out for June for the, listen, I'll be honest with you, Alan. I'll do it in the cold. If, as long as we get enough people, that's all I'm asking. Hey, we can put the dunk tank at the back of the end zone. In that Dude, I'll sit there the whole game. I don't care. I'll sit no, there. No, what I'm saying is every time we score, if we have 8,000 people, you get dunked. I'll, listen, we can make it happen. I'm in. I'm, I'll Give me – so 7,000 or more, upcoming block party, I'm out front, during, and whatever. 8,000 or more for one of the home games, every time we score, our guys get to dunk me. I'm I'm down. I'm in it. I'm in it. So I was thinking of something when we were talking about the fans because it coincides when I say they're a big part of our team, right? 
Mm-hmm. And remember how I always said, we don't care if we win April. We don't care if we win May. We don't care if we win June, but we got to win July and August. Right. right? Okay. So our thing is um, that we need to win April this year. I'm telling you straight up. We need to win April, May, June, July, and August. Our goal, make no mistakes, go undefeated this year. Right. That's our goal. And so um, we don't have time to wait. You know, and I know he was saying that for the weather in June, but I'm saying we don't have time to wait for your support. What I'd like to do is have you guys as our fans win January, win February, and win March. Give me a thousand season tickets in January, a thousand season tickets in February, a thousand t- season tickets in, in March. So you can win preseason for us. Wait a minute. If that happens, then I we only need a couple thousand tickets for me to end up in a dunk tank. So calm down. Okay. Let's 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 do the walk. Let's get a little drama. The walk. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. I mean, like I, I got no, I got listen, I'm not afraid. I'm not for this is a swimmer's build. Okay. I'm ready. Whales swim too, my friends. Whales swim too. Um so I was gonna say you actually look thinner since I've seen I'm you working there. on it, man. It's not easy. I've been uh I've been I've been busting a little bit. I've been I've been trying out some of the local gyms, trying to make sure that uh we got the right one for the season. I think I found the one I like. So we'll, okay, uh, good. more good. on that coming up. But uh, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting after my nephew is a, is a big fitness guy and he's he's now taking He's, I get a daily text. What'd you do? What'd you do today? Good, good, so, good for you. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get yeah. there. You're going to, you listen, you know, maybe I hop out of the dunk tank, score a touchdown. You never know. I mean, you never know what'll happen at an empire game. You just never, you just never know. And if you're not I'm there. Still wait, I'm still waiting to sign Mikey at Noseguard for a series. I think he'd kill somebody. Mikey, one play. I think realistically one play, either one of us would do really good for you, whatever you want to do. Now, Matt Woods, team president, he played a couple plays, I think. I'm just putting it out there. couple plays. couple plays. This is what I talked about, fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> you, put, you want, you want one, one short distance run? I'm your guy. I'm out after that. What do you like, mean a short distance run? You like, want like a goal line, like ball? a two-yard two you know, touchdown run? Maybe five? Five tops? I can five. see, I can see a battery brown. <laughs> I can see a Zach Brown decapitating you. <laughs> yeah. he wish, that's, I'll tell you what, that Zach Brown, I wish he was the country singer Zach Brown when I'm done with him. He, he won't even go back on the field. Won't even go back. Now, mind you, I'll be exhausted after that. I'm out of there. I'm out of there. I'm a you know, yeah. five-yard run. I'm tired. I got to go, 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 go sit down. But uh, I'll do one. It's funny because when, when I coached in Green Bay, our center got hurt. We were in a bye week the week before. Yeah, that game he got hurt, and we had the week to get a new center, right? Well, we thought he said, oh, "I'll be fine," so we thought, "Okay." So we went through the whole bye week, getting ready for the game week, and now it's Tuesday. We report back, and he's in a full cast or something. <laughs> oh, no. And Dave Mogensen, um, who's the coach in Iowa, him and I were coaching together in Green Bay, and and I said, "All right, I'll dress," and I was like fifty-eight. Something like that. And I said, okay, I'll dress. I got to play center. And it sounded easy saying it in my fantasy head. Right, right. And then I got up from my chair and I went, oh. I'll tell you, yeah. I, that's why like, you were going to play a game. One play. I'm all adrenaline and bad intentions and then I'm done. And whatever's well, left of me, just shovel it off the field and finish the game. 
one of our players was with us in Green Bay, Jaheel Mathis. Okay. Yep. And let me tell you what, wait till you see that man child play. Holy okay. moly. Listen, he's on my side. Again, I'm feeling better about my one play. So, but yeah. Dunk Tank is what's on the table right now. That's it. I'm ready. Listen, come up with something to do every week. Every week, if we sell a certain amount of tickets, I'll do something stupid. I don't care. I got uh, listen, that just means that's less work I have to do in the office because Mike no, will be so happy I'm embarrassing it. myself. He'll be fine. Do you remember the movie Major League? Yeah, of course. And they brought in the owner's silhouette and they took a piece of clothing yeah, off. Every you don't want that. You know, that's not going to motivate anyone to do anything. Wait a minute. Swimmer's bold. I thought, right. what the no. hell? Yeah. Now, have you ever seen a deflated in balloon? Very unattractive. <laughs> unattractive. It's it's when you let the air out of the balloon, you see the wrinkles. That's why fat doesn't crack. Oh, my That's God. the problem. And maybe if you did it in reverse where you got to put a piece of clothing on me every time you won a game, that okay. might work. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> right, I'm getting out of here. I'm gonna, I got Dunk Tank coming up. Hopefully, what, what do we do? Is it 7,000 7, I'm in the Dunk Tank and it was 8,000 I do the Dunk Tank the whole game. Is that what we're doing? Yep. Deal. But hey, Deal. again, all kidding aside, let's win January. Yeah. Empire Nation. Let's 518-714-2200. Albany Empire, NAL.com. If you own a business... Pick up the phone, call Matt, Let's work call together. Mike, call Jeff, call me, and, yeah. and just say, "Hey, I want to be on this team." There's you snacks know? and beer at my business meetings. Call me. Um, let's. That's <laughs> why so I gotta go to the gym. How All many right. bars can we have as sponsors? Right. <laughs> I'm down to find out. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I'm inclusive. What do you want from me? Yeah. So, all right, well, coach, it's good to talk to you again. We'll do this again in uh, in two weeks. Two weeks for today, three o'clock on the twenty uh, fourth. I think, yes, 24th, right. um, we'll do this. Um, you know, keep your eyes peeled. You never know. We'll jump on again and just maybe there's news and we got to do a breaking. You never know. So so get in there, do that. We appreciate everybody. Thank you, everybody, for being kind. Uh, my first uh, show back, though it, you could have beat me up. I would have had fun with it. And, uh, Coach, uh, it's always good to talk to you, and I will uh, we'll do it again very, very soon. Yeah, everybody, just buy your tickets, support us, and, you know, I love you. And God bless you. Go Empire. Final word couldn't be smoking. Go Empire. <laughs>